I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Ro, host of The Queen Pod. We are on a mission to offer you a companion piece to the entire Queen back catalogue track by track. And Queen are letting us play all their music. To find out about how to support us and access some Bijou exclusives, pop along to patreon.com forward slash queenpod. So without further ado, let's get finger clicking. She keeps them always shandled in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. And at any time, an invitation you can't Hello and welcome to Queen Pod. It's me, Ro, your host, and I am here with the wonderful comedian Suze Kempner. Hey! Hey! And Queen documentarian Simon Lupton. Hello! Hello! And comedian John Robin. Hi! Hello! There we go. Now you know what we all sound like. We are here talking about Queen's Greatest Hits, Volume 1, which is being re-released on the 2nd of July. It's a playlist the band curated for us. Why wouldn't you have it in your lives? Get it in your lives immediately. And we have reached the third track on the album. It is the absolutely... It's a masterpiece. It's a clockwork masterpiece. It's Killer Queen by Freddie Mercury. Uh, Three minutes of absolute genius from the Sheer Heart Attack album. The single was released on uh, October the 11th, 1974. We have talked about this song in some detail on Series 1, Episode 8 of the main pod when we look at Sheer Heart Attack Side A. So go along and check that out uh, to see how we get into it. Simon, do you want to give us uh, one of your special little one-minute contextual rundowns for Killer Queen? I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do. (laughs) This song has been referred to by the band um, as the turning point. Um, Their first two albums had helped start to build a fan base and Queen 2 in particular had started to get the band really noticed. However, commercially, they were still a bit of a disaster. Um, They were expensive to produce and not exactly flying off the shelves at the time. So the band needed something that was not only distinctive um, and helped them stand out from the rest, but actually was also commercially successful. And I think it's fair to say no one was doing anything quite like Killer Queen, Um, which is essentially a rock band meets pop meets Noel Coward. Crucially, though, it was Queen's first radio-friendly song. Um, And although a deliberate move by the band to go for commercial success, it was still unique and something of a risk with no guarantee of selling records. Um, A fortuitous appearance on top of the pops certainly helped, though. It's also worth noting that Brian was extremely ill during the initial recordings for this song, um, with the band having to leave gaps for his guitar work 
and saving the harmonies until the very end when he was fit enough to join in. So when he returned, Brian had to slot into an existing framework of a song that the rest of the band had already created. Um, But remarkably, they still managed to make it work. The last thing I would say about this is when you hear Brian and Roger talk about this song now, they do so with such affection and pride. I think they feel that this is about as perfect a song as you can get. Um, And Mm. they're immensely proud of Freddie for coming up with it. Yeah, they are perfectly right to have that opinion, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so the single reached number two in the UK the week beginning the 10th of November 1974. It remained for two weeks, held off the number one spot by Gonna Make You a Star by Mr David Essex. So, what? well done, Britain. Well done, Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you put Brian Adams number, week, again. number one for ages as well, yeah. <laughs> 4852, my God. Uh, I have a fun fact about this song, guys. Katy Perry says that Killer Queen was an important influence on her. She said it made me discover music and helped me come into my own at the age of 15. Uh, and in 2013, she released a perfume called Killer Queen. Oh, wow. How about that, that for a fun fact, huh? That's I knew she was fact. a big fan, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how are you guys feeling about this, uh, this track? John, you have a huge affinity for this track, particularly since we started doing the pod, right? Yeah, I think I initially, when I was listening to the greatest hits when I was a kid, I, I probably just sort of didn't take much notice of it because it's so catchy that it, you can almost think it's quite a slight song if you don't pay attention to it. But having looked at it in more detail, I think it's probably Queen's perfect song or one of Queen's perfect songs and I I mean that in a very very high bracket with sort of songs like God Only Knows or um you know a couple of Beatles with tracks or Without that, You by U2 with a, well no I would say Red Hill Mining Town uh, by U2 uh, <laughs> um, but certain songs just you could hold them up and say this is a perfect example of a rock song or a pop song and I think Brian, it's interesting that Brian wasn't sort of a huge part of the recording and had to slot in because it's his solo which I think really marks out how concise he is as a musician and how he never dominates Queen's songs in the way that the sort of stereotypical rock guitarist does. It's not like they sort of break and he noodles away for a minute and a half. They were able to take everything that made the first two albums so exciting and proggy and and epic and just Mm -hmm. take all of that and put it into a pop song. So it's no wonder it was their first sort of breakthrough chart song. Simon, have you got the stem for the guitar solo? Because... The more I listen to this, the more I think it just gets to the heart of what makes Brian May such an incredible musician, not just a guitarist, because Mm. he always thinks about guitar solos with a songwriter's ear, I think. So that is, I would say that whole thing is the guitar solo, whereas sometimes Mm. people chop out the second bit. 
But what what he's doing, he's sort of answering his own counter melody. Mm. So you've mm. got the the guitar solo starts as a counter melody to the melody of the song, and then the second half of the guitar solo is sort of answering that melody. But because he's harmonized it because he sort of double tracked it it's like four melodies but it sounds like a song in itself and it's worth pointing out that that's the isolated stem so it sounds slightly less polished than it does on the the whole track with the rest of the instrumentation so but, uh, jaunty. It's, it's a masterpiece it is mm. a masterpiece uh you mentioned this with bohemian rhapsody john but it, uh, with your uh, uber driver but um it is almost like a piece of classical classical music and actually Given it's from the last century, I've been thinking lately, wow, stuff that was made in the 1870s would be considered classical music now. And I wonder if by the time we're reaching the end of this century, if we make it that far as a species, <laughs> we'd, be looking at, we'd be looking at this stuff as classical music. I mean, it's it holds up to that level of analysis, doesn't it? It's beautifully well, I, constructed. I would say it's more like music hall and it's got a slightly mm. Noel Coward, right. Flanders and Swan type you can imagine someone playing it to the piano and sort of turning to the audience yeah. at the at the Empire or whatever, wherever they are. It's it has got that slight. It's a very British song again. Mm. That sort of yeah. um, m- musical inheritance of you know someone at a piano next to dinner playing a few amusing little ditties, but with this incredible rock brain behind it. Mm. He's guaranteed to blow your mind, is what I've heard. What yeah. has Simon got to say? Well, it's appropriate for this song, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, well, I think because we've we've taken the moment to um, listen to the guitars isolated, um, I also stumbled across a bit of the vocals. Oh, well done! This is so exciting. Mm. It's how did you get this stuff? Well, well, done, it, it, you know, it's it's one of those things that when I came across it, I just thought. It's not like Freddie's doing anything particularly extraordinary to what we see him do on so many songs. But when you hear it isolated, there's something really airy and breathy about it, which I really like, which I don't notice when you listen to the the mix. And the mm. harmonies as well are so great. So have have a listen to some of this. She keeps them always in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cakes, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building remedy for Khrushchev and Kennedy. And at a time, an invitation you can't decline. Caviar and cigarettes. Well versed in etiquette, extraordinarily nice. She's a killer, queen, gunpowder, gelatine, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Recommended at the price, insatiable and appetite. Wanna try? What do you reckon? He's almost whispering it, isn't he, somehow? Yeah, it's in a really light falsetto. A lot of that, yeah, which doesn't like Simon was say like Simon says, um, it doesn't necessarily come across on the uh, studio recording with when everything else is in there. But yeah, he's he's got a real light, a real lightness of touch with how he's singing that. He's also not finishing some words, particularly at the beginning. He's not saying because Freddie can be very clipped, and but he's not saying he's got Moe and Sean Don. He's not finishing the words it, it, I heard no. <laughs> but it's like really loose um, mm. it's a, it's definitely yeah. a choice oh, wow. yeah. 
it's it's definitely a choice that's being made and it's perfect for the song because uh, it's all about sort decadence. of reflecting that CD. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. These guys have a real ear for harmonies, don't they, Suze? Oh, I mean, when um, you hear that and you think. I'm not hearing those notes. That they, this is stuff that Freddie would imagine in his head and run into the studio with yeah. bits of paper. And go, all right, I'm going to get you to. Like he knew it all in bits, and it's he knew so how to put it all cool. together. Yeah, cool, there right? there aren't other rock bands who were who were doing that at the time. And when they when you hear rock bands doing it now, they always get compared to Queen. That sort of right. these virtuosic harmonies they'll go oh it it reminds me of queen they'll say and it's like yeah they probably (laughs) listened to greatest hits one didn't they (laughs) but i i think it also shows that the way you get a big sound so queen have a big sound Mm. but you don't get a big sound with lots of big sounds you Mm. get a big sound with lots of very delicate sounds that you wouldn't hear so there's an, an entire harmony in there that i'd never heard before because it doesn't you can't quite hear it on the record But that's how you that's how you layer a track like they do. It's not by throwing everything at the wall. Mm. It's by yeah, sort of yeah. piecing it together very, very slowly. And meticulously Definitely. as well. Like yeah. it's superbly crafted, supremely crafted. Yeah. And it takes restraint to make a sound that full, if you yes. sort of see what I mean. You can't mm. it's people always talk about Queen as being an excessive band and their excesses and their sort of um, being over the top but the more I think about it the more they're a very disciplined band but that's, Definitely. that's exactly yeah, how an, an orchestra works isn't it you're mm. going back to your mm. you talking about classical music is that each individual instrument or section is doing something which combines to make this big sound and classical music is timeless and I think you know a song like Killer Queen is timeless it doesn't exist in a in an era does it it can mm. it, it can exist anywhere no, it does. Yeah. It does have that feel of a. It does have that feel of um, a, 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 of that seventies sound. But it, you're right; it's absolutely timeless, and it is put together like a piece of clockwork. You know, like mm. a beautiful timepiece. It is extraordinary. Mm. Um, listen, we are running very, very short of time, and the mm-hmm. next track is about to kick in. I tell you, but uh, Eve, you only have the Queen Greatest Hits album, and you want to pass yourself off as a Queen fan uh, the next time you go to a a, a, a Queen fan club convention. Uh, <laughs> then what you need to say is, "Oh yeah, Killer Queen's actually about high." Last cool girl, actually. That's what it's about. Um, <laughs> the guitar solo, the guitar solo is pure genius. That's what I've come up with for you. So you can say that. Uh, so it sounds like uh, you really know what you're talking about. Um, mm. But actually, on that one, it probably sound like um, you need some sort of um, psychological help. However, we are moving into the next track. Here comes Fat Bottom Girls. Wow. Good choice for everybody. Yeah, great rock track. Just stomping one. rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case you think these guys are too clever and too sophisticated, they're coming in with some good old hoedown fun. So my question to you is, when Killer Queen ends, are you hearing... Are you gonna take me home tonight? Or are you hearing uh, Tenement Funster? My new purple shoes Been amazing to people next door Tenement Funster for me. Yeah, In fact, yeah, I'm, to too, be honest, John. I'm kind of always hearing Tenement Funster, so <laughs> yes. it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Yes, it's so true. It's just creeping into your life all the time. <laughs> yeah, go check out Tenement Funster on Cheer Heart Attack, guys. It is a banging Roger Taylor track. Uh, yeah, Suze, how about you? What are you hearing? 
Um, I'm hearing neither. I made, when I first uh, started going out with my uni boyfriend when I was 18, I made him a Queen CD that started with Killer Queen and went into Stone Cold Crazy. So I always hear Stone Cold Crazy because we used to play it on car journeys all the time. That that that's so cool. (laughs) That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Uh, And then of course you go tearing around, get your cardio as soon as you hear that. Uh, (laughs) Put your foot down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm enjoying this game because um, invariably I'm hearing what's next on Greatest Hits, but with this one definitely Tenement Funster, and I can't think why that's the case. But there you go. Brilliant stuff. Well, we're out of time. To be honest, way out of time. So, next time, join us uh, while we talk about fat-bottomed girls. In the meantime, you can email us, queenpod, at thequeenpodcast.com. Please get in touch with us. You can comment at the Queen Pod on all our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We've got a Facebook group that's lovely fun. Uh, go along to patreon.com forward slash queenpod to see how to support us. In the meantime, play Queen Loud. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. This has been The Queen Pod, a Seven Seas Films production, edited by Sam Easton and produced by Emily Wiley. Come follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and stay in touch by emailing us at queenpod at thequeenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.